Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website, linked in the show notes, to learn more. What would you say if I told you that Jesus was coming in four weeks? Taken out of context, you might say that I was out of my mind, maybe for good reason, but take a quick look at your calendar and you'll see that just under four weeks, just actually four weeks from today is Christmas Eve. And that, of course, makes today the first Sunday in this short but sweet four-week season of Advent. Actually, I need to revise my statement. That's uh, three weeks? Yeah, under four weeks, right. Four Sundays to wait and hope for the coming of Christ, for God to be made incarnate in Jesus, who was born in the humblest of ways to live among us, to teach us, and ultimately to save us from sin and death. You might think of Advent as a season to just get us to Christmas, to count the days, but Advent is not just about biding our time, not just something to endure to get to that prize at the end, even if the season is just a little bit shorter this year. Advent is a season unto itself a season of expectation that firmly lives into the already, but not yet, of our faith. A season that invites us to prepare for Jesus' first coming at Christmas. But as we hear in today's gospel passage, Advent is also a time to prepare for Jesus to come again. As I mentioned in my last sermon a few weeks ago, this part of our faith is one that we don't often talk about in our tradition. It gets sidelined in comparison to the events and stories of the Old Testament and also the birth, life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus as attested in the New Testament. There are probably several reasons for that. The discomfort of it, the way that other traditions might misconstrue it. But maybe most notable of all, it hasn't happened yet. There is no recollection of it, no historical precedent to fall back on. It's just one of those great unknowns that lie ahead. Of course, that hasn't stopped some Christian groups from not only talking about it, but making it their primary focus. I credit them for focusing on it, of course, but I can fondly recall many drives from Jacksonville, Florida to my seminary in Sewanee, Tennessee, with the occasional billboard reminding me of Jesus' impending return. Or college days where there was a dedicated individual who would come to the free speech zone of campus with that classic slogan, Repent, for the end is near like seeing John the Baptist right there on campus. Or a couple of years ago, when Katie and I stopped at a rest area on our drive back from the family Thanksgiving, 
What should Katie find written on the wall of the bathroom but that all that same important reminder? Repent, for the end is near. Just what you want to see when you go to the bathroom, of course. Some traditions make Jesus' return their primary focus, while others rarely focus on it at all. But in the end, Christ's second coming is one important piece of what we profess and proclaim, just as we do in the Eucharist when we say that we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, and we await his coming in glory. Or in those other familiar words, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And despite the many Christians who painstakingly try to predict the time at which it will happen, and maybe you fall victim to this too, maybe you expect it to happen at any moment, but Jesus says that about that day or hour, no one knows but our Father. Nobody knows, not how or when. The only thing we can do is keep awake. Keep awake, because you never know what tomorrow will bring. And unlike all the unexpected events of our lives, when it comes to the second coming of Christ, we as Christians have an advantage. We know, we know that Jesus will come again. The question is, when and will we be awake? The truth is that generations of Christians that have come before us have read these same words from Mark, and the message for them was the same. Keep awake, because we know not the day or hour when Christ will come again. We may or may not be the generation that sees it. Chances are, we won't be. But like with every generation before us, Jesus' words to us are just the same. Keep awake. Keep awake as if we are in some sense always in Advent, preparing and waiting in hope right on the cusp of Christ's coming and presence among us as if it could happen at any moment because we never know what could happen next. We can't predict what will happen months from now, let alone days from now. We can't even predict the course of our lives, and certainly not when or how our mortal lives will end. So we must keep awake. And to keep awake, we must actively prepare not waiting to do those things that we might be putting off until later, and taking steps to make amends for some of those mistakes we have made in the past. A story that captures this Advent theme so well is, ironically, one of our most classic Christmas stories, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, a story I'm sure most of you know so well, so... I'll only summarize it in brief. Their narrative revolves around Ebenezer Scrooge, a man who most generously could be described as a grump. 
and who hates anything to do with Christmas. And after denying a plea for a donation to the poor and reluctantly allowing his assistant to take off Christmas Day without pay, of course, he is visited by the ghost of his old business partner, Jacob Marley, who tells Ebenezer, amend your life now and avoid the same grave mistakes I made before it's too late. And so Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by three ghosts, the ghost of Christmas past that shows Scrooge of moments from his more innocent childhood days. Then comes the ghost of Christmas present that makes Ebenezer face some of the joys and harsh realities of the present day. And finally comes the ghost of Christmas yet to come who shows Ebenezer a funeral for a disliked man, attended by a few business people only because they got a free lunch out of it. There was no one to be found who grieved his death. Of course, that funeral was for Ebenezer Scrooge himself. It is this glimpse of the end of his own life seeing the lack of impact that his life had on others and the feeling of emptiness he saw and had about his own death, that, as the story goes, was the catalyst for changing his life and living a life of kindness, generosity, and love for others. What if, like Ebenezer Scrooge, you and I, had the opportunity to see the full impact of our lives? What if you knew that the end was near? What if I told you that Jesus was coming in four weeks, or really three, for a second time? What would you change? Maybe there are relationships you would want to restore, past wrongs for which you'd want to repent, things you would want to say that have gone unsaid, acts of kindness or generosity you would do but haven't done so yet, and even sharing the good news of Christ more boldly than you ever have before. One thing is certain, and that is in three weeks, we will celebrate Christ's first arrival into this world. And we are preparing as we always do with cultural traditions of trees and lights and gifts, and most importantly, through our prayer and worship together in this very space and beyond. But as for when Christ will come again, I, I can't tell you. Maybe in 400 years, Maybe in four years, maybe even in four weeks or three. Chances are it, it won't be anytime soon. But what I can say with conviction and what we profess to be true is that Christ is coming again. And whether we, or not we live to see it in our own lives, we must spend the time that we do have to keep awake. 
In the words of Swiss philosopher and poet Henri Frederick Amiel, Life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. So keep awake. Not that you shouldn't sleep. Keep awake, living each day as if the end is near. Gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with you. Be swift to love. Make haste to be kind. And in that wakeful, expectant state, you will be all the more ready. Ready to celebrate whenever Christ comes again. Ready to celebrate Christ's first coming in three short weeks. And all the more ready to receive joyfully into your own life, or maybe again and again, if not for the first time. The fullness of God's love and the saving grace of Christ. Amen.